Welcome to the Words of Whimsy podcast, where you will find ideas, resources, and encouragement for the everyday teacher. My name's Jessica, and I'm an educator, school counselor, Teachers Pay Teachers content creator, and now blogger and podcaster. I know that as educators, our free time is precious, so I just want to say a huge thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to press play and tune in. Without further ado, let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Words of Whimsy podcast. Well, if you haven't started back to school yet, I'm sure you are soon. Back to school scary is getting you down. Well, whether you're a first year teacher or a longtime veteran, the beginning of a new school year can bring so many emotions. Summer is such a much needed and well-deserved break for educators. Although if you're like me, you still find a way to work and stay busy during the summers. Hello, summer school nannying and teachers pay teachers. Finally having the chance to stay up later, sleep in, drink your coffee while it's actually hot, and spend time with friends and family is nothing short of pure teacher bliss. Some of us may be itching to get back into the groove of things with school, that's totally fine, while others may be dreading going back to those early morning wake-up calls and long days filled with meeting the needs of 20-plus students when it feels like we just got off for break, and that's totally fine too. Wherever you find yourself on that spectrum, I want you to know that I'm right there with you and I would love to share some thoughts and practicals with you that can hopefully help you to get ready for the year ahead while still soaking up those last seconds of summer. For transitioning back into teacher mode, we'll talk about three points. Reflect on the previous year, refocus on why you teach, and establish habits. Reflecting on the previous year, Being an educator is interesting because unlike the rest of the world, our lives constantly revolve around the school calendar. Rather than reflecting on the previous year in December and prepping for the new in January, we do most of our reflecting over the summer to prep for our new year in August. There are a lot of benefits to reflecting on the previous year. Reflecting, especially a couple of months removed from the end of the last school year, helps us to view the previous year objectively rather than just seeing things through a more emotional and personal perspective as they are happening in real time. I find that when I take the time to reflect, I'm able to think of areas where I may have made mistakes or underperformed and would like to grow in the coming year. Or on the flip side, I'm also able to think about and celebrate the successes and highlights of the previous year, whether that was a strong relationship I built with a student, a new lesson I tried for the first time and that went well, or growth that I made in an area professionally or personally. This helps me to know what I need to tweak, work on, or keep for the following year. Refocusing on why you teach. This might already be part of your reflecting, but I think it's important as educators for us to refocus on a regular basis on why we teach. As everyone likes to joke, we obviously don't do it for the money. Haven't heard that enough, right? (laughs) Although we all know teachers and educators do deserve to be well compensated for their hard work. So if it's not that, then why do you teach? What was the initial passion that lit a fire in your belly and made you decide to pursue this career? Is it the feeling you get when a student understands and masters a concept for the first time? Is it being able to provide a loving and safe environment for your students? Is it being able to impact the future generations through what you do? When we're nervous about or even dreading the start of another year, it's helpful and even empowering to remind ourselves of why we do what we do, why we started it in the first place. Establishing habits. We all know that we are more likely to do something once we create a routine or habit of it. Some of the habits I like to get back into for starting the school year are setting a bedtime and wake up time. The amount of sleep each person needs is different. I find that I do best getting between six and a half to eight hours of sleep each night. 
I try to get up between 5 and 5.30 a.m. to start my morning routine. More on that in a second. So I usually try to be in bed between 9.30 and 10.30 p.m. Establishing a morning and evening routine. My morning routine usually consists of making coffee, having my quiet time or devotion, going on a walk or run. In the Mormon months, I do this in the morning and work out like strength training or HIIT workout after school. But I switch this up in the colder months to run in the afternoons when it's warmer. And then I get ready for work. This all usually takes around two-ish hours. Again, each person's different, so do what works for you. I'm not as great as sticking to an evening routine. I'm working on that. But ideally, I would like to get my clothes and lunch ready for the next day, turn off all of my screens 30 to 60 minutes before bed. That part's hard. Showering and or washing my face and maybe making a cup of tea and reading a book if I'm still not ready for bed yet. And then another habit I try to establish is an exercise routine. So I kind of talked about that earlier, but this could be as simple as a daily walk or it could be more advanced by adding in more cardio, weightlifting, cycling, cross training, whatever you like. Again, the best routine is one that is feasible and realistic for you. Don't burn yourself out. If you don't have the money for a gym membership right now, um, at-home workouts are great too. I mostly use some free weights I have and exercise bands I just got from Amazon. I can link those below in the description to get a good burn in. And I also might use a Beachbody workout. That's something I have a subscription for or just something from YouTube. There are tons of free videos for pretty much any exercise you're looking for. Now let's talk about getting ready for the new school year. Our three points for this will be pick a planner, Long-range plan slash first day plan and general first week or two of plans. That was all the second point. And the third is set goals, both school-related and personal. So pick a planner. Getting organized is the most important step to starting off the year right. There are so many options for this, whether you are a pen and paper type of gal or guy or if you prefer digital. I've kind of been on both sides at different points. Um, depending on the year, I tend to prefer one or the other. My favorite paper planner is the Erin Condren teacher planner. It's a bit pricey, but sometimes there's sales. Um, my favorite way to stay organized digitally is syncing everything to the calendar on my iPhone. My Outlook events can get pushed there too. But there are other resources as well, like Google Calendar or just different calendar apps that you can find. Whichever format you choose, be sure to put as much possible into your planner so that you can be prepared for all of your work and personal events and timelines rather than just trying to keep track of everything mentally. For long-range plans, first-day plans, and plans for the first week or two of school, while it may seem daunting or overwhelming to already plan for this, it always helps me to feel more prepped and prepared for the year when I have at least an overall idea of what the year will look like with my long-range plans. This helps me to at least know when I might be teaching certain topics and how I'm pacing out my year. If you teach early childhood, pre-K through first, and want an idea of maybe what a simple long-range plan might look like, you can head on over to my Teachers Pay Teachers shop for the long-range plans that I use with my kiddos. If you can, it will also save you headaches down the road to have a game plan for the first day of school. So much is different from a normal day on the first day of school, like confirming transportation. Sometimes students ride to school and get home a different way the first day than the rest of the year. Introductions, kids that come in crying, and you know, so on and so forth. So, having a structured layout for the day can be a lifesaver. I remember my first year teaching, a coworker told me it might be helpful to write out an hour by hour slash minute by minute schedule. And while this seemed a bit excessive at the time, I'm so glad that I did it. It was great to have so much prepared, and I would rather have too much set up for the day on the first day than not enough. I continue the strategy each year teaching going forward as well. 
So once you've mapped out what the first day will look like, see if you can create a rough draft at least of what the first week or two might look like for you. This does not have to be detailed. It can simply be which broad topics or units you want to cover in each subject so that you have an idea of how to pace out your first several days. And Third point, set goals. Set both professional and personal goals for the year. So do you want to take a graduate course or apply to start a master's program, complete a new professional development through your district or that you found online? How about not staying any more than an hour past the end of the school day, setting some stronger boundaries with that? Maybe it's running a 5K or trying a new recipe each week at home to keep that exciting. Setting goals keeps us sane and motivated when we might otherwise feel like falling apart. And do something for you. This can be anything. Soak up those last moments of summer or the first weekends back to work um, just by squeezing in one last day at the pool or bark backyard cookout. How about just one long bath or a trip to your favorite restaurant? Great teachers are more than just teachers. We have lives outside of school, and don't forget that, to celebrate that and to take advantage of that. Be sure to enjoy time with your loved ones and to nourish your soul. Teachers, we've got this. The first weeks of school will undoubtedly be trying, but now that you are know that you are not alone. I hope that these thoughts have been helpful. See you next time. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you ever want to read a transcript version of this podcast, you can read our blog on our website at words-of-whimsy.com. I would love to hear what you think and to connect with you throughout the school year. You can follow along with us on Facebook and on Instagram at underscore words of whimsy underscore. Also, if you're interested in accessing our free resource library for teachers, you can head on over to our website, words-of-whimsy.com to sign up and have them sent straight to you. If you like these resources or find them helpful, you can find more like them on my Teachers Pay Teachers shop as well. Just search for Words of Whimsy. If you liked today's episode, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that other educators like you can find our podcast as well. That's all for now, and we'll see you on the next episode.